Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your humble host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, let's get into the rundown of topics I will be discussing today. The Bengals, they actually did an interview with a potential draftee through FaceTime. Amazing. You can do that. Like, you have the draft like that. <laughs> Fox Sports Ohio will be replaying the 1975 World Series. And the NFL has come to agreement to add two more playoff teams to this coming season. And Trayvon Scott is very disappointed in the way his senior season ended. I don't blame him. All right, let's get into this with the Bengals. The Bengals had a pre-draft meeting with Antonio Winfield Jr. The Bengals have revamped their secondary. Secondary. It was the prime objective in this past month in free agency. The guys they've signed have been unbelievable. They signed Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Von Bell all in the secondary. Like I said, the Bengals will feature three new starters on the back end of this year. And... If the draft falls a certain way, they could add some depth. Maybe Winfield. Like I said, they had a pre-draft meeting via FaceTime. This is uh, from a source, Justin Mello, of the Draft Wire. This was with Winfield... Uh, excuse me, try this again. With Winfield's bloodline, which you're like, who's Winfield? Well, who's his bloodline? It's not hard to find how good Wingfield Winfield can be. He's the son of three-time Pro Bowler Antonio Winfield and native Akron, Ohio. A native of Akron, Ohio. Winfield Jr. only played two full seasons in his, of his four at Minnesota. He dealt with hamstring and foot injuries, but he recorded... 58 solo tackles and seven interceptions. Now, the NFL scouting combine was where a lot of guys can make their money. They run fast. They jump high. Well, this is what he did. In the 40-yard dash, he ran a 4-4-5. He has a 36-inch vertical leap, and the broad jump was 12-2. He's 5'9", 230 pounds. Now I know you're like, we just signed all these guys. Why in the world do we want to get Winfield? I'm not saying they're going to get him. This article isn't saying they're going to get him. It's just my point of the due diligence and what the Bengals are doing to prepare themselves for this coming season. It's like nothing I've ever seen. All right, I'll get back to that in a minute. Winfield is classified as a secondary, but it's played all over or excuse me, classified as a safety, but it's played all over the secondary. With versatility and instincts is why the Bengals should be interested in Winfield. Now, what I was saying before is all this is coming from the Bengals, and we've never heard other people talk about the preparation that the Bengals are doing for the draft, the preparation they did for free agents, the, the signing of the free agents, and the guys who actually decided to come play here. So, I think I said this on yesterday's show, I really do think that Mike Brown is stepping back, and 
Katie and Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor. I think those three are really working well together and have a plan and moving forward with it. Now, do I think Winfield is a great player? I have no idea. It's an article I found about how the Bengals are looking at guys that potentially they could get there. I mean, Falls, right? Maybe they draft him. Maybe they don't. But it's just the idea that they are going out there and doing the work that I don't think they have gotten credit for in the past. Well, probably because maybe they didn't do it before. But they're getting credit for it now. And that's just great to hear about your Bengals. I mean, I love hearing good news about the Bengals and good stuff that they're doing. Because it's been so many years that the Bengals are cheap and the Bengals don't have enough astounding uh, department. The Bengals don't do, do this. The Bengals don't do that. I'm finding article after article after article of stuff that the Bengals are doing. And it's not just from Bengals reporters. These are from national media, which I rip on the national media all the time. But they, these guys are actually doing their homework about what the Bengals are doing. So it's just very exciting what the future holds for the Bengals. I feel like we're turning a corner here and we're turning into a very well-run organization, which, you know, when we're in five straight playoffs, lots of teams or lots of media said that about us. We might be hearing that again very, very soon. All right. And as always, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. What's T-Properties? T-Properties. It's a rental management team and a rental company. So if you're looking for a place to rent, condo, apartment, house, whatever, go on their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com and check out their available properties. They're all listed there. They have a very cool thing where, you know, you can go in the house and sometimes you have the, the landlord there and he's walking around with you. It's kind of uncomfortable, whatever. Well, now they have the system where you can type in your information and they will give you the code to the lockbox and you can go in and you can check the property out by yourself. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, you can move forward. It's great. Now, if you have a rental property that you are tired of messing with, you know, give T Properties a call. They'll take care of you. You can just sit back and count your money. So like I said, again, tpropertiesllc.com. Check them out. All right. As I said before, the NFL has officially expanded the playoff team playoffs to 14 teams. We will see two more wild card games in the 2020 postseason. Here's a breakdown now. Bear with me and try to listen to all this. Okay. There will be two additional wild card teams, one in each, one in the AFC and one in the NFC. The number one seed in each conference will receive a bye in the wild card round. That's the only bye. There's not, so the second team has no bye. They got to play in the wild card now. So that puts an even bigger emphasis on if you have a shot at getting that number one seed, you want to get that number one seed. Because anytime you can play less playoff games and advance, the better. Okay. The remaining division champs in each conference with the best record will be the number two, three, and four, four seeds. Filed by the next three teams per conference with the best record to be seeded five, six, and seven. The AFC and NFC wildcard games will feature the two seed hosting the seven seed and the three seed hosting the six seed. You got all that? <laughs> okay. And the four seed will host the five seed. 
So wild card weekend, the season for 2020. Now this is the part that you're going to be really interested in. All that stuff might be confusing. But if you're just a football fan and you want more football, you're going to get it. There will be three games, three wild card games on January on January 9th, Saturday, January 9th, and three games on Sunday, January 10th, 2021. So you're going to have a weekend of six playoff games in January. That's going to be awesome. The other thing I like about it, now I'm talking about how the Bengals have are trying to improve, and everybody's like, are they going to be a playoff team? Are, you know, are they going to do this or are they going to do that? I mean, I haven't made my decision yet. Um, it's looking like they're, obviously, they're trying to. I want to see how the draft goes and how they um, address the offensive line and stuff. But with an extra wild card team, there's an extra shot for the Bengals to make the playoffs. Now, the thing is, though, if you are the last wild card team, you know, and you get the lowest seed, it's going to be really hard for you to win the Super Bowl, but the point is, like, when the Bengals went to five straight playoffs, the way you, it should have worked out is you keep gradually every year, you know, getting better, or at least trying to get better, and the Bengals never did. So if you get, if the Bengals get the last wild card or a wild card seed next year, and hopefully oh, the win a playoff game would be awesome. <laughs> the, the thing is, you just try to keep advancing year after year, and it's Super Bowl, you know? So if you can get into the wild card and if you get into the playoffs at all and you can get that experience for your team, that's great. And plus, football fans, more playoff games? What more could you ask for? That's awesome right there. All right, moving on to the Bearcats and Trayvon Scott. Trey Scott <clears throat> said the end of his college career will haunt him for the rest of his life. Three weeks have passed since the NCAA tournament was canceled due to the coronavirus. Uh, breakout, sorry. Uh, Scott said he feels worse now than he did the day the AAC tournament was called off. Again, he said it'll haunt me the rest of my life. Right? Well, why? Well, <laughs> I think you know the answer. Because the question that'll never get answered, says Scott, is how would have would have it ended? How, where would we have gone? You know, would it have would they have made the NCAA tournament? Would it have ended at the AAC tournament? How would it happen? And that's you know that's something that all everybody always wants to know. You know, when something's coming to an end, you want to know how's it going to end. It's like a, it's like going to the end of a movie, a great you know mystery movie, and then you never find out who the killer is. <laughs> you know, Trey Scott didn't find out how his uh, college career ended. It just ended. So that kind of stinks. And they. I, I feel his pain. I was so nervous and excited about the AAC tournament because the Bearcats were the number one seed. They had to, at least in my opinion, make it to the championship game to get to the NCAA tournament. It would have been so much fun to watch them do that. And what I really wanted to see John Brandon coach in the AAC tournament and the NCAA tournament. I just want to see how he handled it. You know, I mean, he handled everything great this past year from coming in as a new coach, players leaving, new players coming in, trying to mesh all that together, players leaving during the season, his father passing away. I mean, he went through a lot for his first year, and I really wanted to find out how it all come together and end, you know, in the hopefully in the NCAA tournament. But unfortunately, none of us will ever find out 
And Trey Scott says it's going to haunt him the rest of his life, which, yeah, I mean, you play college basketball and hopefully he'll get to play professional somewhere, but he'll always wonder, you know? I mean, the, it's just like the Reds. We always, or not the Reds, the Bengals. We always wonder what would happen if uh, Carson Palmer hadn't hurt his knee, even Kimo Van Olhoven hadn't took his knee out in 2005 or Bearcat fans. Again, what if? What if Kenya Martin hadn't broke his leg? I mean, it's all the same stuff. The stuff you can never find out about because something happened. Unfortunately, that's just life. And we all have, I'm sure you guys got stuff in your own life that, you know, what if this didn't happen? Maybe this would happen. Who knows? The thing is, I can't control any of it. You just keep moving forward. Take it one day at a time. As I said in the rundown, if you guys are fiending for some baseball, which I am, that's why I'm wearing all my red stuff, Fox Sports Ohio has got you covered. They will be replaying the 1975 World Series starting tonight, running through April 4th. Now, if you ask Boston Boston fans, they apparently won it with Carlton Fisk's uh, home run, you know, hit the, hit the foul pole in six games. Wait, that doesn't add up. Oh, that's right. The Reds won it in seven. So, it's your time, my time to watch one of the greatest baseball teams ever put together, the Big Red Machine. I was born in 75. I was only a couple months old, so I never got to watch this. I've seen highlights of it and everything. And I'm really hoping that they show the whole thing. You know, like Kirk Gowdy and and uh, Mark, poofy-haired fancy boy, young Marty Brenneman, because he's on the broadcast. You know, show them their pregame. Um, show them coming in and out of breaks. Just show how baseball was pre- presented in the 1970s. I mean, it's... It'll look like ancient times compared to the way they do it now. But it'd still be just fun to watch it and see how it was done because that was it. They didn't have cable. There was no ESPN. There was no Fox Sports Ohio. There was no FS1. None of that stuff existed. You had your newspapers and you had maybe the 5 o'clock news and you had the game. And the World Series was it. There was nothing really else going on. I mean, Monday Night Football had started by then, but that was the only game in town. So just to watch the broadcast and watch how it happened and get to watch the Big Red Machine is going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys check it out. It's all, I don't have a time for it. I'm assuming it's 8 o'clock because that's when they've had all the other Reds replays, which is kind of weird. Fox Sports Ohio, do me a favor. If you're trying to make it feel like baseball is playing and normal, start the game at 7. Why are you starting at 8 o'clock? That's just a little pet peeve of mine. Just a little weird. Anyway, I've got... Some Facebook groups I like to share with you guys. Like I said, we can't go anywhere. We can't go to sports bars. We can't have discussions over a beer about, you know, Kenny Martin breaking his leg or Carson Palmer ripping his knee or what could have happened if the Bearcats got to finish their season this year. But we can discuss it on different Facebook groups that I help run. They are Bengals Nation, Reds Country, and Bearcat Country. So go there, check them out. Hope you enjoy my post, my show on there. If you guys are listening to me on the podcast, do me a favor. If it's Apple, Apple Podcast, do me a favor. Give me a five-star review and make sure you like the show and subscribe. So every time I do one of these, it pops right up. YouTube, you guys have been unbelievable. Since this whole pandemic has started, I I think I had 150 people that subscribed to me. I'm up to 286. That is great. I really appreciate it. Keep telling everybody about me. Let's try to get this up to 300 as fast as we can. So, if you're watching the show on any of the Facebook groups or on 
my page, Sports of Strawberry Ice, or on my Twitter, Sports of Strawberry Ice. The handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. If you're getting this link on any of those, do me a favor. Go on to YouTube. If you don't have an account already, get yourself an account. Subscribe to my show so we can get to 300 as fast as we can. Like, subscribe, share. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here from the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> All right, here's a rundown of today's topics. Two of the free agents the Bengals signed last week, Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander, are very happy to be here. When was the last time I heard that about a Bengals free agent yet player? Now, with the draft coming up within a less than a month, what's a bigger need at the, for the Bengals at 33rd? Because you know they're taking Joe Burrow. I don't care what Miami wants. The Bengals are keeping the draft pick. They're drafting Joe Burrow. And this is really exciting. Jesse Bates and Sam Hurd were not surprised at all with the free agent moves the Bengals made. I was. I'm pretty sure you were. But they weren't. Why is that? And got a little fun topic for today. Top five Reds first basemans of all time. You know, your own list. You know, what's yours? I'll tell you mine in a minute. Okay. Trey Waynes is very happy to still, still be teammates with Mackenzie Alexander. The Bengals are keeping their working and personal relationship between Waynes and Alexander alive and well. Waynes was the second free agent signing the Bengals made last week. After Darquez Denard left as a free agent... Waynes, this, this is interesting. Waynes is a boundary cor- corner by trade. So he's not suited to replace Denard. But Alexander is. That's why the Bengals plucked him from Minnesota. Now it's rare, very, very rare, that two free agents from the same team leave and join another team together. But that's exactly what happened. <clears throat> Now, in an interview that Waynes did last week, or the week before that with uh, 700 WLW's Lance, Lance McAllister, Waynes expressed his excitement. Yes, I said excitement <laughs> about being a Bengal. You don't hear that very often, do you? All right, quoting Waynes. I was excited when I heard the news right after I called him and we talked for a little bit. He's really excited. Uh, to come here. I'm really excited to come here. I'm glad it worked out because we have great chemistry from when we played with the Vikings. I'm just glad we could translate that here. Mackenzie's excited. Wayne's is excited. Huh? These are guys that are excited to come to the Bengals? Shocking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> These Again, just great news. And the good thing is now the Bengals this just worked out. This not, they can't, you know, they're not fortune tellers. They didn't know about the pandemic that was going to happen. But with all the uh, free agents they signed, normally it's kind of hard for uh, that many guys. It takes a little while to get the chemistry going, you know, uh, knowing where the guys, the guy next to you is going to be because you've never played together before. 
These two have. And with this pandemic going on and they can't meet or do anything because, you know, the OTAs or any of that stuff, probably not going to happen. Hopefully training camp will. This, this puts them ahead of where they would be normally because they've played together already. So that's awesome. I mean, to get two guys, it's just really refreshing to get two guys, both of them to admit that they are excited to come to the Bengals. That's great. That's what you want. I mean, you want guys who want to play here, want to come here. I mean, that's are signs of the Bengals maybe turning the page of, you know, them stepping up, giving the money out. Obviously, the money has a lot to do with it. But, you know, we could offer them a ton of money, all the money in the world, and they really don't want to play here because all the stuff that they've heard, they won't come. All these guys came. They decided to come play for the Bengals. I am so excited to hear that because I, like I said, so tired of hearing how bad the Bengals are run and all that. So this, again, shows, I think, the due diligence because it's smart by the Bengals to go get two guys who are cornerbacks and they played together. So that helps right there. There's so many things that you don't have to try to learn about the other guy because you've already played together. It's great. All right. This show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. You guys ever in the area looking for a uh, rental property? You know, condo, house, whatever. And you know, you got you got to call the landlord and, and set up a time for him to let you in and look at it and all that stuff. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Well, they don't do that at T-Properties. All their properties are listed on their website. All their available properties. And if you find one that you're interested in, you type in some information and they will give you a code to the lockbox key and let you go in and check the place out by yourself, carefree. You know, no trying to figure out when to get there. You know, because landlord's waiting on you to get there because he's got to let you in and all the aggravation. You know, you set it up yourself and you can go check it out. If you have a rental property that you're just tired of messing with, you know, give T Properties a call. They will take care of it. You can sit back, just take, uh, just count your money. So check them out. Their website is www.tpropertiesllc.com. Check them out for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Okay. I got another story from the Bengals. This is from uh, Stripe Hype. Uh, if you guys don't subscribe to that, or not subscribe, you got to just download the app. They got some pretty interesting stuff. Now, this is uh, with the draft. The Bengals, with a 33rd pick, should they go off its line or linebacker? Now, right now, based on the availability in the draft, meaning the top linebackers may be gone by the time the Bengals pick at 33rd. So you always have to see, you know, you got to have a plan. Okay, this is the guy we want if he's there, but most likely he's probably not going to be there, so what's our next plan? So that's why we always got to have a plan, I think the Bengals do. Now, with that being said, the O-line is a bigger priority than linebacker because the Bengals normally run a 4-2-5 defense Meaning, with the addition of Von Bell, one of the free agents they signed, it will cause only two linebackers to be on the field the majority of the time. Uh, uh, Jermaine Pratt and Josh Bynes will fill those roles. So look for the Bengals to go offensive line at 33rd and target a linebacker in the third round. Or a wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if we try to get a wide receiver just because this is such a rich wide receiver draft. But if there's a linebacker there that will help us um, with our linebacking core and just to, to make it a deeper um, deeper position, 
I would not hesitate for the Bengals to get a linebacker there. But I really do think trying to get, my opinion, to get the best offensive lineman you can with a 33rd pick is where the Bengals need to go because they are drafting Joe Burrow. Somebody came out that the the Dolphins are are not sold on Tua, which, I mean, he's got a broken hip and he's, you know, had what, three injuries in college in four years? So, yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, I think he's a great prospect. I think he's injury-prone. They want Burrow. And they got all these guys on there going, oh, what if Miami gives us 27 picks and, and three Hall of Famers? Like, dude, the Bengals are drafting Joe Burrow. If you just look at what they've done, they are, build, they are building the defense. First and foremost, they did sign an offensive lineman. I really do think they're going to draft an offensive lineman in the second round. But just look, they have a plan. And their plan revolves around them drafting Joe Burrow. Just be smart. Look what they're doing. Pay attention to what they're doing. I don't care what Miami gives them. They are drafting Joe Burrow. I I just get so tired of, what if Miami does this? And what if Miami... It doesn't matter. They're not going to trade it. I mean, they're not. And... People who think they should, I kind of, I kind of understand your point. I mean, you can't pass up all those draft picks. But if Joe Burrow, if there's a slight chance that any slight chance that he's as good as Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Joe Montana and all these great quarterbacks that he's compared to, you draft Joe Burrow. There's a reason Miami is talking about giving up all this stuff to get him. I don't care how many draft picks they they take. If Burrow is good, as people say he is, which none of us actually know, and you won't know until you draft him and he starts playing, but in my opinion, that is worth a chance to take. When you have a chance to get potentially, I don't know, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a potential hopefully Super Bowl winning quarterback, and I know all the people are like, we Jeff, you got to put you know everything else around him. You're right. If the Bengals draft Joe Burrow and do absolutely nothing else, it will be no, it won't do any good. It, it won't help. I I completely agree with you about that. But if you look as to what the Bengals have done, I've said this in past years, they have a plan. Their plan revolves around Joe Burrow. They want to stop the run, which they have to to win in the AFC North. They got to protect him, which they had. They signed, yeah, they signed one offensive lineman, but you still got uh, Michael Jordan, who's improved. You've got uh, Hopkins, who's they just signed at center for a long time. He's going to say, and he's still got Justin Williams, who was their number one pick last year. So am I saying our offense line is fine like that? No. <laughs> you still need to draft guys, and they still need to protect him. The number one thing is to protect Joe Burrow and to give him the pieces so we can go win the playoff games and win a Super Bowl. So just enough with the Miami talk. They're not trading them. Okay, now this is a really cool story. Now, I was, and I'm sure most of the Bengals fans, were shocked with all the free agent moves the Bengals have done. Not, sussy, not, not safety Jesse Bates and right in Sam Hubbard. As the football world... Reeled while the Bengals committed, I still like saying the numbers, committed about $120 million 
I, I, I got to repeat that. Repeat that. The Bengals committed about $120 million to five defensive starters. Five. <laughs> uh, in free agents. Bateson Hubbard had already huddled. Now, see this again. The plan. The Bengals had a plan from the beginning of this. Bates and Hubbard already huddled with the coaches during their exit meetings following the end of the season and left with an idea that they were aggressively going to upgrade their defense. I knew we were going to get some guys. I had no reason to think they weren't telling us the truth. That's from Jesse Bates. This is from a Bengal. I mean, I'm quoting him here. (laughs) I knew we were going to get some guys... I had no reason to think they weren't telling us the truth. Now, how many times, I, I mean, I, I go back to the 90s, how many times did the players say they lied to him? And well, Carson Palmer said he was lied to, which is not true. <laughs> there, he, Dan Horde said this on his the Bengals Booth podcast that Carson Palmer wanted Terrell Owens. The Bengals went out and got Terrell Owens. So that whole narrative where Carson said he was lied to is wrong. But there are Bengals that have claimed that they were lied to and things weren't done the way they were led to believe it was. Right here in this article, <laughs> these guys I had no reason to believe that or no reason not to believe them. <laughs> That's, this is the Bengals. I mean, these are very exciting articles to read about. And I keep saying, I keep saying it again over and over again. They have a plan. They had a plan, right? At the end of the season. Or at the end of the season. Now, the bad news is no one knows when they all will meet. I mean, the new free agents and the Bengals' new team. But they are all very excited to get this thing going. And that's the thing. If you listen to the Bengals' players that are already here, Tate, Mixon, these guys, if you watch them on Twitter... They are blowing up the national media going, okay, keep talking stuff about us. All right, we'll show you. And then the guys that the Bengals are bringing in actually want to be here. (laughs) They didn't, I mean, yeah, you can say some of them they overpaid. They might have to. Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, they're good players and they want to be here. And they want to bring a winning culture and a playoff winning culture to the Bengals. That's the the same line throughout every interview from Bell to McKenzie to Waynes to Reader, all the new guys. That's what they all said. They want to come here and they want to bring a winning culture and they want to win. That's great. <laughs> you know, that's what we all want. So Bengals fans, if you're not excited about this season, this upcoming season, then I don't know. I don't know why <laughs> I'm excited about the red season. If it ever gets started, Hopefully we, hopefully that'll happen at the end of this month. Because I really wanted to see this team play. I want to see, again, the Reds, the Bengals are doing what the Reds did in the offseason. The Reds won the offseason for Cincinnati fans. They got us all excited and they haven't even played a game yet. And it's we had to wait even longer than we thought we were going to. But the Bengals are doing the same thing. It's great. All right, speaking of my Reds. Um, saw this on... Uh, the Cincinnati Reds app. Uh, they were doing their top five first baseman. Now, on their list, 
they chose to use Pete Rose as a third baseman and not a first baseman. So they wouldn't let you put them put him on their list. Well, to me, Pete Rose is a first baseman. Yes, I know in 75 and 76 when they won the World Series, he was third baseman, but I was one. You know, I don't remember him playing third base. I always remember Pete Rose playing first base. So my top five first baseman, Pete Rose, a 4,256 hits, despite what he did off the field. This is on the field. To me, he's the Reds' number one first baseman. Then you got to go with Doggy, Tony Perez. Then this one where people might argue with me or not, but I'm putting Joey Votto up there because just the consistency of, sorry, getting on base <laughs> and up until the last few years, batting around 300, he's been one of the most consistent Reds. Now, I know the last few years he hasn't, but again, when you sign a 10-year contract, which I really do think that's going to be the last 10-year contract the Reds will sign. I don't see them doing it again. I don't really see baseball look, baseball teams that are run right. And, well, that, I'll put it this way. I want to say just run. Ones that don't have the money, like the Dodgers and the Yankees, that have to be smart with their money. And are, okay, and that way they're run right. They don't sign players for 10 years. So, unfortunately... Vado is on the backside of the 10 years, and he might not be up to where he was before. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll find out sometime soon they get baseball back together. All right, back to my list. Sorry. Then I got to give the mayor, Sean Casey. He, to me, now, it's more of his leadership and the kind of player he was and the kind of guy he is. I mean, just every day. Played first base, was never injured, batted around 300. No, his power numbers weren't ever there as much as I thought they were going to be, but he's a very consistent, very good first baseman. And then I got to go with my, this is my uncle's <laughs> favorite player. I never saw him play, but Ted Klazuski, big clue. Now, if you know, back in the day, Ted Klazuski would, you know, he ripped the sleeves off his jersey, and that was, uh, actually, it was these kind of jerseys right here. He, he would he'd rip his sleeves off and, because he, I watched, um, I have a video called The History of the Cincinnati Reds. It was a videotape. This is back in the 80s. Um, you can probably find it on Amazon or whatever if you want to watch it. It's a really cool video. But Ted Luzuski, they did an interview with him and why he ripped his sleeves off. He said, you know, his big arms that he swung his back, his his uh, sleeve, his arm would get hung up in his sleeve. Which I think was just an excuse to rip his sleeves off and show off the guns. But those are my top five. What's yours? You know, tweet them out to me on uh, Sports Strawberry Ice. Handle is Jeff A. Trenopole, T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. You can message me on Facebook, Sports Strawberry Ice. You can message me down below on the YouTube channel. Okay. I we're getting to the Facebook groups that I always tell you about, the ones I help run. And like I said, can't go anywhere. So let's get on Facebook and communicate that way. I got Bengals Nation, Reds Country, and Bearcat Country. All right. I cannot thank you guys enough. Yesterday, I said I was at 280-something subscribers or whatever. I said, let's try to get to 300 as fast as I can. Me subscribers on YouTube. I jumped up to 292. I, I, The way things are going, hopefully I'll hit 300 by tomorrow. After this show, I'll hit 300. That would be awesome. I'm asking you, please, let's try to get to 300 as fast as we can. Now, YouTubers, you guys are... If you're watching this video on Facebook, get a link on there. 
do me a favor. If you don't have an account to YouTube, go on to YouTube, get you an account, and get you a subscription to my show, Sports of Strawberry Ice. That way we can get these subs up to 300, and then let's head for 400. Now, if you're on Apple Podcast or any podcast, Apple Podcast for sure, give me a five-star review. Tell me you like me. And wherever you get uh, the other podcasts, Beanpots, uh, Anchor, um, what else you got out there? I don't know. There's, there's a lot of them I'm on. I, I can't name them all. But do me a favor. Go on there and hit the like and subscribe button on those. And every time I do a show, the podcast will pop up. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is Zeke of the Week. Last week was pretty easy. Colin Cowherd took care of me and said something dumb. So he became my Zeke of the Week. This one I'm kind of struggling with. So if you guys got any ideas of some of those sports. Now, it's got to be sports. Somehow related to sports. Somehow I can, you know, because it is supposed to be a sports show. Tweet it out to me. Facebook message me. Tell me on YouTube. And just let me know who you think the Zeke of the Week should be. And it's just somebody who does something silly, something stupid, or irritating. Something like that. Something you can vent about. All right, guys. That's just sports, baby. Like, subscribe, share. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.